This is the Property Solopreneur Podcast, and I'm Rachel Troughton. I'll be talking about everything you need to create wealth by building your portfolio in a sustainable and profitable way. I'll be sharing the realities of a property investing business. I'll talk bricks and mortar, buy to let, HMOs, flipping and planning game, as that's what we all enjoy doing. But I'll also share how to use good systems, processes, and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of the Property Solopreneur. When I'm going to be talking about single lets, that Cinderella of the property investing world, I love my single lets, and I think you'll understand why when by the end of this. They're the workhorse of the whole portfolio. The rents churn out of them in a continual and very unfussy way, with me doing the minimum of effort. And I know that many in the property world sneer at those of us who've got a portfolio that's predominantly single lets. I don't know why. I think they're daft not to realise just how brilliant single lets are. Well, let's remind ourselves exactly what a single let is. Well, it's one property let out on one AST. Simples. It couldn't be easier to understand, really, is it? And it's often the entryway into doing renovations and wash and repeat and all that sort of things, which is why I think that many people start to sneer about it after a while because it's so passe and it's what they've done before. They want to do more exciting things. But I think they're wrong. I had I have enormous fun sourcing, buying and renovating my properties for single lets. Um, and then I hand them straight over to a letting agent. And that's usually where the interaction with my tenant stops, unless we have a move out or something really exciting happens in a, in a property and I've got to be involved because there's usually a bill attached. Well, I have to confess, we don't have a lot of move in and moves out due to the fact that my tenants tend not to be the moving type. Now, the average in the UK for a single let is about four years currently. Well, that's dramatically up from 10 years ago when it was only two years, really, for a single let. And I'm not sure that it's actually due to the fact that tenants don't want to move more. I think it's due to the fact that we landlords are, have created and are creating a better standard of housing to live in. And if your house is great, why would you move? But this is an average. I do understand that. And some areas churn more than others and different tenant types are more likely to move depending on their lifestyle. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. Well, mine like to stay well into double figures. And I've got two tenants who want to leave in their boxes. And they tell me this every time we do any kind of work on their AST. No, I'm going to leave here when I die, Miss Troughton. Don't worry about it. Well, why do the others then move if those two ladies are going to go out in their boxes? Well, it, hopefully it's not to do with the quality of the house that you've created or the fact that it's not up to scratch. I think it's more to do with the fact that tenants, I know this is going to be very radical, but they do have lives. They have lives outside of our property world, which we can't control. You know, they divorce. You know, they have the extra child that tips them over the edge space-wise. Um, they could buy their own home. They could do a midnight flip. They could move area to do some work in, in a completely different part of the UK. Or they could even die. That does happen. To date, um, I had a good look at this before I started recording this. I've had one death, 
a couple of midnight flits due to uh, to escape the debt collectors, a couple of people going into rehab, an attempted murder. And one of my tenants is actually inside now for murder. But luckily, he had just ended his tenancy before he was arrested. Gosh, that was lucky. The midnight flits were, in fact, the easiest to deal with. Yet, I think they are the most annoying. Um, it Often families, but the debt collectors were clearly closing in on our tenants, who incidentally were completely up to date on their rent. So we had no inkling this was going to happen, no usual signs of a problem financially coming along. And they just upped and left in the middle of lunch. Now, we were none the wiser until a couple of weeks later when we were alerted by the ground floor flat tenant who realised that the lights were on 24-7 and we let ourselves in to see what was going on. And we found that quite literally everything was there except their clothes and their wash kit. Food was on the table, washing up was in the sink, fully furnished. I mean, the Murray Celeste, absolutely. Well, of course, being a small place, the tenant was tracked down and he gave us the keys pretty quickly in return for an instant end to the tenancy. And we agreed not to chase for any unpaid you know, repairs, etc. Because the people they were involved in and they did. We did have a long conversation with this tenant. Were clearly not from the top draw, and I didn't want any damage to my property. So unusually for me, I didn't pursue this debt to the end of the earth. But it was quite an interesting one for me, and as I said, I don't get many move outs, so I quite enjoyed it. But other than that, it's really quite quiet, and that is what I like. It gives me time to go and do all the other things in property and in the outside world that I want to do. Now, the letting agents who have the bulk of our properties were chosen very carefully. And funnily enough, they're not the first ones we used after buying our properties way back 20 years ago. Most annoyingly at all, the one our most favourite letting agent sold out to a bigger company who is slightly more debt bound than the previous one. But 90% is better than 100% to me in that I like them. They are absolutely there all over the rules and regulations. They just tend to be a little more desk bound than the last people. So they miss funny things that go on until perhaps I, they could have to have a mend or something. They also have blanket policies, so I can't opt out of some of the changes, which I find annoying. But again, I've got complete confidence in what they do and how they talk to me. So I'm happy with that. And I had a little look at my files before recording this to check the facts. In fact, over the last five years, I've only had three phone calls from that agent to follow up on emails about problems. And that, in my view, is very, very close to passive income, isn't it? I'm not doing a lot there except checking that my rents have come in and answering those few calls. But actually, those calls were quite exciting as far as calls go. The top flat had a fire in once in a block we've got a flat in, which resulted in our tenant on the ground floor having smoke damage to the soft furnishings. Oh, I had to go and choose new carpets and new curtains. That was fun. I enjoyed that. And then another block, one of the huge water tanks, and you can imagine how big the tank was, burst. And it sent water cascading down the stairs and under the front door of our flat. That was a new carpet. And the third one was that our tenant had, and don't ask me how, because I decided not to ask, had fallen through the bath. This required the bathroom to be dried out and a new bath, which the tenant paid for, had to be installed. Now, 
the plumber who installed it is a very good workman for us and we know him very well. So on the QT, we paid for the bath to be reinforced with extra support underneath, just in case it might happen again when it hasn't. We like the tenant. She's been there for years. And as problems go, I thought it was quite entertaining. And I've been able to use it as a story many times. So churn is inevitable with rental properties. But then I can go for years without having any changeovers whatsoever. Why do I think this is so? Well, for two reasons. Many of our properties are occupied by pensioners or those who've got established families living nearby and, you know, they want mummy and daddy to be nearby and they're not going to have more children. So they're going to stay put. They're past raising children and they just want somewhere to call their own home. And we have a very simple rule that after five years, when we are happy with our tenants, we would be after five years, wouldn't we? And we know we have to start worrying about touching up or repainting or redoing a carpet, etc. We let it be known through our land uh, letting agent that we won't have a problem should the tenant want to redecorate, make it their own. And my word, the quality of carpets and things that I've inherited have been brilliant because of those tenants. They really have gone to town and stayed there for a long time. So it means with a light touch and a great letting agent, and don't forget, a light touch doesn't mean never checking it. When they go in to do the gas ticket once a year, there's somebody there taking a close eye on what's going on. Um, The tenant relaxes and lives in the property as if it was their own. And funnily enough, they mend things. They don't it's a bit of a hassle, isn't it, to ring up the letting agent and wait in. Um, and as one of them said to me, well, it wore, it wore out and I wore it out. And that was when a door handle fell off a door. And, and I thought that was such an obvious thing to ring up the letting agent. But they just shrugged their shoulders and said, we got on with it. And they repaired it very well. And again, I had a quick look and I was amazed to discover that actually most of our tenants are now on 10 year plus tenancies. And actually, here in the sticks, in the middle of nowhere, we've got a tenant who's coming up to 60 years. It's not unknown. If you like somewhere and you're settled, you don't move. Now, this lack of churn helps reduce any costs going towards the properties. And so my mortgages are paid down. You know, the costs are very low. Income is great with very little hassle. Do you see why I'm enjoying single lets? And just because the tenant has been with us a long time, does not mean that they are paying stupidly cheap rent. This is a misconception, and I get very cross about this, because I could, yes, get more if I took the property to market looking for a new tenant. But my house is being looked after well by a tenant who I know and trust and who's paying rent on time. And my letting agent is making sure that they do have a rent increase every single year. So why would I go to the the bother of having costs when people move in and out, having to redo the property fairly regularly when people move out, as opposed to taking probably not an awful lot less monthly than I would do if I took it out to market freshly. And do you know, my banks love the fact that I have unencumbered single let properties. Why? Because they're easy to value and can be used quickly as security against a short-term loan. Because I often see something that takes my fancy in auctions. I do like an auction property and I've got an agreement with the bank where they will lend against any property because they valued it almost overnight. It's a fantastic arrangement, but I can only do that because it's a single let and it's paid down. 
even better with a single let, should I want to sell one, it's market ready for the widest number of potential buyers. You know, no en suites and reception rooms, uh, no electrical stuff to remove to make it a family home. You know, it's a bit simple, isn't it? It's a repaint and tart it up with some dressing kit to show it to its best advantage. Really quick to turn around. I can switch from rental to a sale very fast and I can pivot and change as the market happens. It's absolutely brilliant. What's not to like? I'm full-time in property, as you know. That's my main source of income. And yet, I don't want to be involved in the hurly-burly of the day-to-day letting business. To me, that is a completely separate speciality, not mine. Oh, I'd die of boredom. I really would. And I'm not a great fan of tenants, HR and all that sort of thing. Not my bag. So I'm free to do other things. Having a bedrock of income allows me to have fun, to try something new. I may or I may not like it. You know, we can always try something once. Often people do. And it allows me not to be stressed out about every penny out of a deal because I've got income coming in elsewhere. I know other people really make sure that every last penny is got out because every penny counts in their business. I've got a cushion. It allows me to take off time whenever I want to do anything else. That's really, really important to me. Sometimes I just want a day. Other times it might be a week. And I'm not obsessive about property. I'm not chained to my desk or a phone wondering what's coming my way next. You don't find me going on holiday just so that I can write a book. That may be why I'm doing it. But I'm not going on holiday and working at the same time. To me, that, that's not right. You're either working or you're on holiday. And I completely get all the tax stuff. Don't stop shouting at me. I'm fully aware of that. But when I want a holiday, I want a holiday. I don't want to talk property in the south of France or wherever I am. I want to have fun with my family. So I set my portfolio up to give me time as well as income. And single lets ticks the back box every single day for me. But then I have been doing this for over 20 years. And to scale and hold a big portfolio, you really don't want every last building needing your input or attention. You know, HMO is great, as is service accommodation, all these other things and finding developments and blah, 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 blah. On it goes. But you don't want to have to look after every single property you've ever bought and possess. So my single lets, I can ignore. That's fantastic, isn't it? I want to have headspace to deal with tricky and fun new ventures. If you're doing something new, you've got to really explore what you're doing in order to get the most out of it. And so it's great to have those single lets chugging along in the background, pumping out the rents. During COVID, I only had one tenant with a problem and they did run up arrears. They owed me £380. That's really not going to cause me much of a problem, is it? But because they have no interest in moving, they've paid it back very quickly. And I'm back to square one with them. I've no idea what they're doing. And that's what the letting agent is for. Now, ask any seasoned hand at property, and by those, I mean the multi-generational property owners, and they'll tell you that single lets are definitely the unsung heroes. They're not sexy. No, they're not. They're not the high earners bringing in huge chunks of cash, but they're not demanding and they're not high maintenance. They're cash cows. Now, I know when I'm full in a room full of HMO owners, I'm going to be the dull one, but I've got student lets. But that's not the churn of professional lets. But I'm very happy because it's up to each and every one of us to have a plan and make sure we buy and hold assets for the long term. And by assets for the long term, I mean those cash cows. 
Now, if you haven't got a plan, or even worse, you haven't looked at what your plan is doing for you or how you're even actioning it, why don't you book onto one of my strategy days? We look at all of that. So send me an email at rachel at racheltroughton.com. And don't forget, I spell my name A-E-L. And we can have a chat. I suspect you realise by now, I am passionate about single lets. And I want everyone else to love single lets. So say no more, I only have single lets if you're asked about your portfolio. Be very bold. I have cash cow single lets, thank you very much. And I would suggest that if you can tuck some quiet, unassuming single lets away in your portfolio that bring you wealth and keep you happy and time rich, oh, you're well on your way to being a very successful, profitable property solopreneur. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist.